Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the program. I'm Michelle Miche. If you're new, great to have you here. If you're a long-time listener, always great to connect with all of you. Are you ready to find out what it's like to live awake? Take a breath. I still so love that intro. Thank you, everyone that contributed to it, and um, as well as our outro. I'm an amazing singer uh, on that one also as well. So I love what everybody's co-creating here. Hello, everyone in the chat. Good to connect with all of you. Let me know how my sound is, please. Uh, Those of you that are listening via phone, that's great. If you did have a question or a comment, you wanted a reading, uh, please press 1 on your keypad. So if you have questions or comments, usually have a lot of answers. If I don't, maybe my higher self does, my guides, I can tune in, or our guests may have the answer, or someone else coming on air or someone else calling in or it'll be in an unfolding and the answer will come to you, right? A lot of our answers are within and we, um, thank you, Bob. Sound is understandable with a little echo. Yeah, sometimes you have a little echo, sometimes a lot of echo. Uh, Thank you for that. So we have a great guest coming on at the second half of the program for our Awakening Dialogue. You want to stick around for that. We have Tori Hartman on intuitive and best-selling author, and we're going to be diving in uh, to her life experience and the gifts that she shares uh, with so many, Uh, mainly her chakra wisdom deck, uh, tarot deck, which I have, which is amazing. So stick around for that, if you will. If you did have a question or a comment, that number is 347-539-5122, 539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. So some of you don't press 1, and that's fine because you're listening from at work or wherever you're at. Um, so that's, yeah, makes sense. But a lot of times people say, oh, I waited so long and you never picked up. Well, sometimes, sometimes, you know, we get to, I have my email questions, the talk, kind of have a format because by what um, – you listeners have requested, so that's what I'm doing. Um, also, if you listen a lot and you like the program, you benefit, you have something positive and life-enhancing to say, uh, go ahead and leave a review and a thumbs up on iTunes or any of the other podcast outlets. That would be greatly appreciated. Also, connect with me on my socials, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I've been doing some Insta stories of readings, and of course on my YouTube channel, 
which I just renamed Soul Insights. I'm still playing around with it. I had awakenings with Michelle Mache, but I felt that's too confusing to the podcast. So um, the umbrella is Soul Playground, but you can just Google my name or put my name in the YouTube search or Soul Insights um, with Michelle Mache. And I have some two new readings up. One of them, if any of you saw, we had an orb, a friend of mine videotaped me. Uh, I did a pick a card and then I did a general reading for the energies of actually this week and next week. But as with readings, it, depending where you're at, you know, it can be later. It could be in two months, three months, or it could be what you're just going through. But there was this amazing orb and from that orb came a little fairy and you can so see it. And I'm going to post some pictures of it because at one point it was on my throat chakra it went on my heart chakra, my throat chakra, then it went in the third eye, so the sixth chakra, and then the crown, and was just dancing around the whole. And usually orbs stay in place. They're around you. Um, so it's interesting because I've been working a lot with the fairy realm, with the elementals, and those of you that follow me on social or we connect on social, you see that I, I like to, usually I do little prayer hands, namaste, you know, a purple or violet little heart. I like my purple heart. And then I'll do the little emoticon or emoji of the um, of the fairy. So I found that interesting that an actual fairy came into the reading. And I'm staying in the mountains, and so there's a lot of trees around me. So I, I, anyway, that was just such a wonderful blessing. Let's see. Uh, Crystal Bowles Gretna saying, sounds cool. Love to see the pictures. Yeah, you can actually see it. I think I did post it on Facebook. If not, I will. Um, you, or if anybody wants to post it, if you watched it on YouTube, you can you know, post it and just tag me or share. Um, yeah, the elementals are the elements. And they really, they're little sprites, sprites and spirits that are in the forest where there's a lot of trees, uh, forests, forest preserves especially. They, they love little flowers and trees, and many times you can see them in gardens. You might see them as like little flashes of light. But when you get more attuned to them vibrationally, you can actually see kind of like the little wings, like little angel wings, but fairy wings, right? Yeah, elementals. Ah, crystal balls, Gretna, you know what that is. Okay, everyone. So I really want to get to this. We had some great questions, email questions that came in. Oh, and also, almost forgot. We have an amazing full moon on the 18th that's coming up. I also have a workshop on the 18th, Loosening the Binds of Karma, um, Karmic Ties, and Healing with Your Ancestors. So we're also going to be releasing some things from the ancestors well, but also working with that energy. And it's perfect with the Scorpio full moon and opposing Uranus and Taurus. Uh, we are in Taurus, you know, season. So there's just some profound energies about really grounding, going deep, you know, in myth and psychology, transpersonal psychology, the chthonic, you know, going into the deep, into the underworld, into the subconscious, the unconscious, going into that layer the layer, right, the layer, layers and layer, but also using it to bring into conscious awareness to extend up and extend out. So I did write a bit about this, about the mirroring, about what's been going on. It's on my soulplayground.life blog. 
I believe the full moon post came out last night. So if you look at the new moon post, the full moon post, plus a couple of the last YouTube videos, you're going to see and, get, and get, not only get some guidance, but you're going to see what our path is, what we're travailing, what, we're, what I'm helping people basically, and myself included, through my higher self and my guides, navigate through, right? And I had one of my clients say the other day, and it was really profound. She's an amazing client, um, does a lot of script writing and TV writing and films and things. And she said, really, actually two clients said this in a different way, but um, which I found kind of, and, um, and they both were on the same day too. So it's interesting. Those of you that work with people have patients or clients or people that you're coaching or you're, you know, you're on the journey together, learning and growing and sharing. It's like one of my teachers used to say, it's like we get our lessons in groups. It's like bunches of grades or bananas, right? And so you'll go through a wave, and that's because it's a certain soul wave where you have a lot of people going through the same thing and you keep hearing about it or bumping into them. Well, it's the same thing, you know, as a soul coach, a healer, a therapist, however you want to look at it, a counselor, it's, we get waves. And sometimes it's amazing, I'll get a wave of people working on the same exact thing in one day. Like yesterday, it was, one person was working on something with their daughter and then the next call after the next session was working on the exact same thing, but with their son. So it was interesting. So anyway, so what a couple of my clients said, yeah, you times have really, they're changing, but they've also really changed. We're in a whole different world and you help map this or navigate this, how to read the changes and how to integrate them. And that's really what it is. This is I see myself as this navigational tool. And going through it, some of it, too, is one of my people that work with me, so wise, who does assisting me, said, well, Michelle, if you didn't go through it, how are you going to help others or show others or lead others? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't mind being academic, like don't have to go through it, but just know how to get through it. <laughs> I guess it doesn't happen then. Uh, Crystal Gold's Gretner about the elementals is saying, yes, when I was in Mexico, I was aware of them. Okay, very cool, of the elementals. Hmm. Yeah, Tammy, right in the chat. Nice try. Yeah, somehow I didn't realize it, and especially in the new paradigm. In the old paradigm, you could do things more academically. You know, how many teachers, how many therapists have you met? Coaches, whatever, whatever you want to call in the spectrum, and then you realize, wow, they don't do their own work or best-selling authors, or people doing all these seminars, and then you find behind the scenes they're not doing their work. They, you know, they're just, you know, book smart. They have good, they have good um, PR people or marketers or connections. That's not, that's not the new paradigm. No, you have to go through it. You have to live it. It has to be real to have the real vibration. So, yeah, but I listen, I, I am not like some big, you know, Mother Teresa saint. So if I could get out of something, I totally would. That's why when people say, oh, Kim, there's a short, I'm like, I would have done it. So what are my friends and my colleagues? We would have done it already. We would have taken the blue pill or the green pill or the red pill. We, it, you know, I'm not that magnanimous. But the bottom line is you have to go through it. The way out is the way through. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in the workshop, the teleworkshop, session uh you can go to soulplayground.life and go into um, events soul path happenings and events workshops and there's a link um you can also go to eventbrite 
and something should be posted tomorrow or Friday on social, for sure Facebook, um, and come connect on our Awakenings page. Gosh, you guys, there's been some great posts, some very insightful posts in our Awakenings group on Facebook. I always like going there and seeing what people are going through and what they're posting and what insights and information. I am drinking today, everyone. It's my latest craze is the Tulsi Tea, T-U-L-S-I. I'm drinking the holy basil and green tea, which I love. I also love the turmeric, ginger, the rose, and the sleep. And apparently holy basil is an adaptogen, so it really helps your body adapt to whatever it needs. More energy, balance, stress, de-stress, really helps come into balance. So let's get to um, the question. Wow. Okay. I love this. Louise, thank you so much. Louise wrote in, and there's a lot of juicy stuff in there, so I, I took notes. Uh, Louise is saying, firstly, as with all brilliant synchronicities, I'm so grateful to have come across your offerings this year. After being introduced to your podcast, YouTube channel, readings, and socials by a tuned-in kindred spirit of mine. Yay! I'm eager to hear some of your insights and ideas on the topic of unconscious slash conscious mirroring in relationships. And I'm so glad that you put conscious and unconscious, right? So, Louise, a very lot of juicy stuff in the email, but I'm going to get to uh, just a couple of things because I feel like, you know, as we're preparing, and this happened, we had Jude Curavan, um, if you guys want to search her on uh, Google, but also on BTR or through iTunes, the previous podcast. She and I talked about this, I believe, in 2009. That's when the idea of right relationship and right livelihood really started kicking into gear, right? So we're being more and more focused on relationship relating, relating to ourselves, our own relationship to ourselves, to the all that is. Really seeing and living our life more sacredly. Not that it's just about other people, helping other people or being service to other people, but being in service to our own divine reflection and experience and expression how we're showing up in the world so that was really omitted in the old paradigm or or it was done in a more the shadow aspect of the non-positive shadow aspect of perhaps narcissism or um you know borderline you know just or manic you know people that are really overly focused because there was such a downplaying you know it's like do charitable work help other people, you know, you need to be of service. However, leaving one's own individual soul out of the picture. So if we are divine emanations of God or the all that is, the collective unconscious, you know, manifest, you know, manifested form or consciousness made manifest is another way we're a part of the innate intelligence of the universe. However you want to slice it, whatever, whatever terminology you want to use, whatever beliefs you want to connect in with, we have to be of service to our own life, the sacredness of what we've extended out from source energies to do. So it's a very powerful time, especially as we round into the end of this year, into 2020. Relationships will be even more highlighted. And what people, many of you that are already awakened to a certain level, you've already been getting this, like, oh, wow, we're really here it's all about relationship. It's all about love. It's all about relating. 
And I can tell you as a shaman and a bereavement counselor, that's what people get as they're transitioning, as they're, you know, when they realize they're terminally, terminally ill or they're transitioning or they're actually dying. It's all about the relationship. And so many people think it's attaining, it's success, it's, it's security. That's a part of it. But when you put relating with yourself and others first, that love, that amplifies your energy. It uplevels your vibrational frequency. And so you're going to see a lot of that at the end of this year into next as we move into 2020 and beyond. Now we're in the twos, two zero zero, you know, two zero, two zero, two zero, two one, right? The emphasis is there on the expression and the expansion through interconnectedness, interrelationship. You know, I always say if you have love, if you were given a great relationship, that is such a blessing. But again, our society did not necessarily promote and promulgate this, right? It was the attainment and the more the one-upmanship. So some of just the perhaps lower level frequencies or more wounded frequencies of you know, relationship experience. So some ideas Louise has been reflecting on. Everything that happens in my life is created by me and the energy I'm giving off. If I don't feel good about myself, then this is often validated by how others treat me. If I love myself authentically and feel good about being me, then I will attend to attract like-minded soul tribe. Okay, I'm glad she brought this up because the answer is no. If, and, and this is, if people that have studied psychology would, would, will know this. If we're just looking at new age or self-help or metaphysics, kind of the, the kind of, like, I hate to say trite or just more fluffy stuff, there is this idea, but it is a misnomer, that everything I attract is due to my consciousness or is due to what I'm putting out there. There are plenty of people that are very wounded, if you want to call negative or living not life enhancing, that attract amazing people into their lives. Uh, I've experienced this and I know I've seen it. So we go and you can go on my website, uh, soulplayground.life or soulplayground.com, whatever is your preference. And either in the Soul Path tools as well as in the blog section, Uh, There's a write-up, there's a blog post, and then there's also a write-up about projection perception. So uh, we go through life via projection and perception. Everything in life is not a projection. So it's possible for me to have a bad day or bad days and keep attracting people that are very positive or up, or me to be angry and attract people that are very peaceful and calm and happy. A lot depends on our consciousness level and and then there is a bigger picture to what we're attracting, whether you want to call it the chaos or the randomness in the order. So it's not that simple. What happens when we begin to take back our projections, when we become more aware of our projections through mirroring and shadow work, we move more into perception where we are just able to perceive what is In other words, if I'm walking down the street or I'm encountering in a day people that are angry, okay, that's always a good example. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm angry or I have unhandled anger. 
unless I impose myself in it and start thinking, oh, maybe I'm angry, maybe something's going on. Now, sometimes it is. This is why it's important to work with coaches, teachers, therapists, guides, and yourself to get to know yourself, to regularly get to know yourself so you know if you're BSing yourself or not. Like, is this a projection or is this just a situation? Okay, so sometimes it's just a situation. Oh, okay, a lot of people, I had this happen, I guess about a month ago, a few months ago. I don't know what was in the air. And I've, I've been doing a lot of deep work. I've been doing a lot of um, deeper meditation and this really very inward yin yoga class um, at Yoga Nest in Venice, California. In fact, she's going to come on the podcast. And I didn't realize how kind of relaxed and attuned I was. I, this day I'd had a lot of, did a lot of meditation and inner work, and then I had clients. And, and I was kind of really out there in a way, very in and grounded, but just very expanded. And some people had commented on that. But there was also this frenetic energy in my area and a lot of people kind of rushing around. And I think it was after the holiday. It might have been Cinco de Mayo. I can't remember. But And I, I noticed that. And I thought, but see, it wasn't, I didn't notice it and go, oh, I must be frenetic or have a lot of anger that I haven't healed. Or I need to, you know, journal. No, I, I immediately, now sometimes you have to go through, per, per, you know, the projection process. That's what I talk about on my website. I'll, I'll teach you how to do that through the, the blog post and then the, in the Soul Path Tools, the write-up. But, so I was able to witness, and this is what the meditative state is. It's being the witness, not inserting ourselves. And then a friend of mine had noticed a similar energy, how frenetic it was. Well, it turned out it was also First Friday. I didn't realize that. All these people were coming in from out of town. And the other thing that I realized was, oh, I'm not usually around, driving around during this time. This is what rush hour time looks like. This is what traffic time looks like. I hadn't been in traffic time, gosh, I don't know, months, maybe a year, maybe a year or more. So I forgot because I, I, the way my schedule is, I miss all of that. I, I don't need, you know, engage in it. So I didn't, rec I didn't recognize the energy. And a friend of mine said, oh, Michelle, what? That's, you're this rush hour. What are you talking about? Everybody's, and it was Friday. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. People are rushing to get to home or to get to the club or the bar or the restaurant or the happy hour. Or they're trying to get home, you know, to pick up the kids. And then there's more traffic. And then there's First Friday, which is all the food trucks start coming. So I was in that. So very powerful to understand projection and perception that we experience and express through both, not one or the other. This is why the meditation as a spiritual practice, the practice of awareness is so important to live more in the meditative state. So you're living more and more in perception, whether you're perceiving yourself in the witnessed or detached observer state or others. But we have to engage in life so we don't stay completely in the you know, witness self or the detached self. So what is mirroring? And we're in a time of a lot of, um, you know, mirror, time of a lot of mirroring right now, the last three to four months. And it's going to be really emphasized or highlighted till July. And some of it, I'm not going to dive into it, but you've heard me talk about this before, but it has to do with a lot of the aspects right now, um, astrologically, that are going on, um, as well as numerology, numerically, from a numerological standpoint. 
that a lot is being, it's that hangman, the 12-3 energy where we're being placed. It's like a big placeholder to observe and to get into perception or dip, shift a different perspective so we can discern. And one of my things my guides had suggested a few years ago, and many of you that listened to the program had heard me talk about this, um, is the whole idea of instead of positive and negative, moving into the, the phrasing of life enhancing or non-life enhancing. Now, because as an alchemist and when you're doing metaphysical work, there is a positive and negative aspect of us. And the, the negative aspect is the feminine, is the void. It's the negrido, the blackness, the black void, the negrida de madre, the, the black mother. It's the, it's the whole, it's the, yeah, so it's conception, it's the womb. In the old paradigm, because it became shadow material, the black, the dark, what we can't see, it became fearful or negative, took on a bad connotation, right? So you want to just start, perhaps I have been trying to reframe that, you know, obviously we're in a dual universe, so it's good and bad. I mean, ultimately there's only oneness, but we do express on varying aspects of the polarity plane. So that could be another way to look at it. So we talk about positive, negative, positive as being the upbeat, but it is the positive is the yang, it's the upbeat. That's what we're as a culture, especially in the Western society, we're addicted to the yang, we're addicted to the positive. But remember, the negative aspect is being more magnetic in your vibrational frequency. So both is needed in, not only in the world and for creation, but to in manifested form. And, and so if you look at the, the negative being the outlet, the positive, right, is, is the, the plug that goes into the outlet. So for those purposes, I'm going to just, you know, kind of return the idea of negative and positive shadow material or triggers. And this goes to Louise's question about, you know, getting to a certain part of your path. What do you start uh, manifesting. And then one thing she's saying, a partner, I call him, yeah, a woundmate who's no longer mirroring your new, updated, up-leveled inner world. It doesn't necessarily mean that you don't attract people that, let's say, are not as life-enhancing, or you might attract woundmates into your life. The difference is, is when you up-level your energy, when you update it and up-level it, when you've done enough inner work that you've requalified your energy to a higher vibrational frequency or better yet, a more expanded vibrational frequency, which is more inclusive. What is non-life enhancing less sticks to you. That's really what it's about. Because people that don't have certain issues, let's say somebody gets, you know, or since we're talking about relationships, um, since you know, people may say, oh, I always attract these relationships. I attract takers. It, that doesn't mean that other people don't attract the takers also. It's just it doesn't stick. The astral emotional, it's astral plane and etheric energy isn't there. There's not enough charge to hold it there. They just walk away or move away. And one of my teachers years and years ago, a metaphysical and astrological teacher I had, Elliot Tanzer, um, he picked up on this because I didn't have enough ego strengthening, which is one thing through my therapy and, you know, various workshops and seminars and therapy and, you know, on my path that I went through, self-deep healing, I learned that. 
Um, and in fact, in hypnotherapy and transpersonal therapy and transpersonal psychology, one of the things that we go through is called ego strengthening. That's to have that strong sense of self, like interconnection. So I had that, but I was very amorphous, you know, kind of chameleon-like. And he pointed it out. He said, I'm sure people come up to you maybe in the bathroom, at a you know, concert or while you're walking around, and they just probably start talking to you or revealing themselves and asking you questions or dumping on you emotionally. And I was like, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> and he's like, well, your aura is too, you know, you're merging. You merge a lot. So I had to learn that, so to do that at will. Now, that doesn't mean that that doesn't still happen to me because of how I am and who I am and the work that I do. But I have a different awareness about myself that I can either see it coming or shift it, shift the energy, or just say no, right? So what is this? What do we get in relationship? That is the question. Um, in wanting to manifest what I call a truth, a truth see, soulmates, are, they're all soulmates. If they're, you know, you're spending time and there's some kind of triggering, whether they wouldn't call it a life-enhancing or non-life-enhancing, what we start to get more aware of on the path is that we attract through our shadows, shadows and light. However, the shadow is not just what is what we would say, people say negative, but let's say bad or non-life enhancing. The shadow is simply what we have not yet understood or been revealed to us fully. We might have an inkling of it within our own personality or aspect of self, aspect of being, aspect of expression. So you could be very artistic or maybe your soul wants more artistic expression. So your higher self is guiding you to people that are more artistic or more creative. And once you bring conscious awareness, then you can get into conscious creation where you're drawing in those people or intending it, manifesting it, or going to those places. So it's not just, again, the non-life enhancing or what some people call negative part of the shadow. It's also the positive because it's, relationships are a lot about wholeness. It's a call from the soul for more wholeness, for more self-expression and experience on a soul level. This is why we attract certain people in our lives is so that we can understand ourselves better or integrate what they have to offer, the energy in our own way or the experience or the aspect of self that they're reflecting. Or it can be a less enhancing or non-life enhancing shadow aspect where it's mirroring to us, it's projecting to us like on a screen, a part of us that's wounded or needs healing or a part that needs integration. However, there's, you know, terminal, there's positive and negative shadow. There's positive and negative triggers. You know, when I smell incense, I'm a certain type, champa, lotus incense, I immediately start getting relaxed. It's from my all these decades of meditation and, you know, following, you know, being in Siddha Yoga, that discipline, going to, you know, over, you know, to Asia and China, Tibet and uh, India, a lot of incense. I use incense. Certain music is a trigger for something. So we attract in a way that we begin to mirror where we were, see how far we've come. Can we hold the space for other people or can we say, no, I'm done with this? Or are we, or are we being shown, is it the mirror showing us where we are now that we need perhaps to connect with more like-minded individuals or do we need to make changes? 
or it can also be reflecting where we're going. So it's not always about what we feel about ourselves, unless part of it is it's, it's predominant thoughts that create and beliefs and feelings that create our reality. It's the predominant. It's over time. In other words, if I make an agreement with myself, you know, to eat less sweets, let's say, you know, or work out a lot, let's say work out a lot, and then I go for a few weeks and don't work out, I'm still going to be in good shape and still have the muscle tone because of all the time I put in. So this is why we say there's mitigating consciousness in our lives, in our relationships, and in the world, the universe, is because the, the higher, vib- or the more expanded your vibrational frequency, the more healing you ha- have done, the more conscious you are, the more aware, as we are individually and as a collective, that mitigates the less life-enhancing or bad results of things. So it works the same way. It's the same principle is what happens physically with us, right? So Louise is saying, I'd love you to touch your thoughts and summaries on how mirroring plays out when we're up-leveling. How do we tend to attract relationships with those of similar developmental soul path? One of it is we have to be really aware and notice what we are. Brenda in the chat is saying, learn our triggers and soul contracts. Yeah, and you can change those contracts. So Honestly, if you go, I don't care if it's this lifetime, other lifetimes, other dimensions, the, the template is going to be in your family of origin or whatever was happening. Birth in the womb, if you, if you, if you have the technology to go that, because it starts there, it's, it's, there's an imprinting. But at least from birth to about page five, um, you'll get a lot of energy, you know, a lot of information. So when we're up-leveling, when we're updating our inner software, we're updating our life and we're up-leveling and we're finding that our predominant vibrational frequency is just pretty darn expanded, which means inclusive, we're able to have other people in our lives more that may be of a, of a lower or less healed or conscious awareness. But they come in, they come out. Again, they don't stick. There's not the sticky glue. So when you're updating or up-leveling, you may find that you are in transition, maybe you look and you say, oh, gosh, I don't have as many close friends or associates or I'm not feeling like doing a lot or going out a lot. Or it could be the other. Wow, I'm meeting all these interesting people. I'm drawing them in. You know, it's showing me where I want to go. So when you find yourself really mirroring conscious, you know, and then you're consciously looking at it and say, now what do I want to attract in relationship? What kind of relationships do I want? Be it work, collegial, at the job, in the career, significant other, boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, whatever you're looking at, life partner. You have to notice what you're attracting. And the key is not to strive for what you don't want and push it away. It's to acknowledge it and let it move on. Just notice what it is. Because your resistance lowers your vibrational frequency if it's done long term. Some resistance is part of change. We, we, psychologically, we do that. The, the, there's a resistance to what is new coming in until we can find a way of kind of making peace with it, accepting it, formatting ourselves for the changes that are coming up. It's a balancing. It's kind of that two steps forward, one step back, or two steps back, one step forward. So that, that is part of a psychological process. And that's why I'd like to look at the mental, emotional, and psychological aspect, not just the spiritual or metaphysical 
definitely the spiritual or metaphysical answers a lot. But we are all, we are all these parts. And there is also the physical material. There is a physical, physiological realities. But there's etheric, there's energetic realities, there's hormonal realities, right? So there's a lot of different ways to look and, dis- and then distill and have greater understanding to support ourselves and others. So the best thing to do is look at what's sticking to you. And a lot of times it's just not engaging or trying to change something. I will say this process of the mirroring right now, especially from March, you know, when we had that, the, the new moon, super, you know, super new, the new moon and the super full moon, time of Aries, Aries new moon, uh, and time of Aries, and then the mirroring in Libra, and now we're going deeper. We've got with the Taurus energy, new moon in Scorpio, Taurus, Taurus, it's anchoring. Taurus is anchoring to the earth plane. What is really being part of, shown to all of us, a big part of the up-leveling or updating, is being able to speak your truth, to say what you need and want. I believe it or not, in my path, I'm learning to do this more because I can be kind of mutable. You know, I'm like, okay, I can, I'm very much in some ways go with the flow, go with the flow. Like, oh, this person is thinking this of me. It doesn't matter or doing this. But what I'm finding in this level of growth, it is about asking for support in the way that is best for you, at least putting that request in. And again, that's honoring the self. That's honoring your soul saying, this is what I need right now, or this is coming across this way, or this is a better approach, you know, or what's a good approach for you? What's, because we don't all have the same approach or viewpoint or perspective. So somebody may say, oh, you know, set your alarm at 5 a.m., get up, let's go for a run. And then somebody else might say, well, I don't want to go for a run that early. I, I want to, you know, or do yoga. I want to have my tea first and maybe meditate and then go out. So the whole idea of compromise, that's going to be a big thing for all of us to some degree. And you're going to see it individually as well as collectively. You're going to see it personally as well as within companies. Of what's, It's not dictating one way is better than another. Like, oh, this is the healthy way. It's like, no, can we reach an agreement on this? This is how I've done it. This is what works for me. I'm willing to stretch in this way. What do you think? Or what works for you? What are, how are you seeing this? this? Is what your approach is? And it's very healthy to be able to speak your truth and say, you know, how you're. It's like getting a massage. You have your choice. Some people love deep tissue. Some people don't like Swedish. It's not wrong or right. If you like deep tissue, that doesn't mean you're better. Or if you like only Swedish or light touch, then that's better. I like it all. Sometimes I want deep tissue. Rarely do I want Swedish. Or I just want energy work. Maybe I want pranic healing work or, or Reiki. Or I want trigger points. Or I, I like shiatsu or maybe Thai massage. You find what works for you. So there's going to be a big push with that in relationships of how can we kind of work this out where, you know, we're going to a place that has Swedish. Can next time we go to a place that has deep tissue? Or we're going to a place right now that says acupuncture. Can we then do Thai massage? Or instead of yoga today, can we do Thai yoga massage? You see what I'm saying? This give and take. And you'll really see who is conscious. The more conscious, the more awake aware, the more able people are able to adapt. Rigidity is not adaptability. Look at the tree. When the wind blows in a certain direction, it bends a certain weight as to not break. 
You know, same with bamboo, same with water. It goes around the impediment, or we go under, or we go around. So it's learning the balance of where is my centering without being rigid, like, no, this is really what I need, or let me morph, let me bend a little to receive or give in another way or to be open to another perspective. Very cool. Thank you, Louise. Great to connect with you. Um, Let us get to call us. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on air. What's your name? My name is Filson. Pardon me? My name is Filson. Hi, Filson. Welcome. Okay, Filson. Great. And what's your question? Um. I am kind of confused um, about what to do career-wise. Um, I wanted to know if you had any psychic insight on it. Well, that's a big thing because it has to be something that you – what areas are you looking at? It has to be something that you're interested in. That's the whole part of our path, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like for you right now there seems to be a lot about opening up your path, opening up your ideas of what you can do. So I would say before looking at what decision do I want to make in my career, I feel like you're in a space right now of actually opening up to new ideas or new possibilities of what you could actually do, what you could envision. So you have to see yourself in a new light. That's what I would say. I do see major changes around the time of SAG, so the close of the year, end of November, December. But right now I feel like you really don't yet know yourself fully. I feel like you have some ideas of what you want to do, but it's not concretized enough or there's not enough believability, like I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go in this direction. So you could be in school or go back to school. There could be some studying, higher learning, workshops, seminars. That's where I would say that you're right now. And also to give you the confidence, because I feel like you have some ideas of what you would like to do, but there's a part of you that says, how do I do that? I can't do that. It's not for me. Does, that, does this make sense for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So start with that because I do feel that's going to create a, a nice opening for you to make the changes that you want to change. Okay? Okay. Solson, keep us posted. All right. Much peace. Bye. Hello and welcome to Awakening. Oh. You're on air. Hi, hi, hello. This is this is Kate. Hey, Kate. Welcome. Hey, Kate. How are you? Good. Well, I have been from the weekend um, just feeling so melancholy, and it's kind of waves of sadness. And I don't know if other people have mentioned that or what is. And I don't repress it. You know, I feel it. I'm feeling it and releasing it, but I don't know what the heck's going on. Well, part of it is the Scorpio's depth. It's ruled by Pluto. Mm. Um, can't think of what the co-ruler is. I can't remember. Is it Mars? So there is right now. So some of you, and again, depending on where the placement, what, depending on what's being highlighted, some full moons can make people melancholy. Well, Scorpio is the underworld. It's going deep within something. So it's, bring, it's going mm-hmm. to be bringing up deep emotions, issues, mm-hmm. things that we thought were healed up again. Right. So it can be, yeah. make you more depressive. So you'll notice, so we feel the full moon energies as it, as it builds, you know, as it builds. Mm-hmm. You know, 
um, and since it's this week, we're feeling those the full moon energies. And then it will begin, for some people, the full moon, it acts as that fulcrum, or, you know, and then it begins to lessen. So, yes, work with it. Dive in. Give yourself expression of it, whether it's voice notes, journaling, movement, and then bring yourself, Kate, into something that uplifts you, whether an uplifting song, mm-hmm. movement, something. But I agree with you. Go into it and then bring yourself into that kind of the phoenix rising, right? And, Does that help? And it also, yeah, and also okay. what you said about being in between friends is really true for me now. So what do you see finding my new group? Oh, okay. Let's look at that. Yeah, there's something that your guides and your higher self are stabilizing you in more. So there's some emotional state, mental emotional state. Yeah, there it is. It's emotions. It's your foundation. There's something Mm -hmm. that you're becoming more stabilized in. And from that, you're going to start attracting different people. And I would say it's going to start in about four months. So there's going to be some new people, some That's new long groups, new, new openings um, that you're going to, well, you don't meet friends. You might meet people, but they don't become friends right away, right? So you're talking about mm-hmm. summer. But that's what I'm getting. So work with what I suggested, that going deep within. Work with that energy and then what expands it. So if you're going deep, you're, you know, contracting, going within, what and that that's a whole expansion in itself, but it's inward. Then what brings you outward? Mm-hmm. Because I feel with you, it's about moving it more into conscious manifestation, where you're you're becoming you're becoming more aware of not only your moods but your needs and your wants, so that you can more consciously do that. You know, like I had something. Everybody, because everyone knows my little Yoshi had, um, I think, a stroke. So it really freaked me out. And so yeah. normally my thing is to like isolate, you know, is like to just go within, do, you know, do all the self-care, but, but isolation. And this time I didn't do that. And I'm at a place where I can be inward or be to myself, but yet I'm also around a person and people. And so, so again, it comes from knowing yourself and tuning in to say, what's the balancing force with this? What's the balance? What's the polarity? Mm. I always do a now I need to learn to bring B in so that I'm A, B, right in the center. And so if you work mm-hmm. with this consciously, it's, it's going to draw in those people that you want. So you, you get the, a more balanced reflection for you. All right, sweetie. Talk so, to you later. Keep us posted. Yeah. Okay. Keep it, i got to get you. to the next one. Okay. Take care. Uh-huh. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. Oh. You're on air. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, how are you today? Thank you for taking my Great. call. And to whom? You're welcome. Who am I speaking speak- with? You're speaking with uh, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. Hi. Hey, how What's are your you? question or comment? Okay, so, um, okay, so my question is in regards to a move to New Jersey. Okay. Um, okay. And what's the question? Yeah, do you see that happening within six to eight months? Oh, so you want to know timing. Okay, let's see. What if it comes up? If not, I'll take whatever comes up. 
Well, you want to know about the moon. So what's your actual question? Because saying I want to know about, what do you want to know about? Yes. And then once the question oh, opens the I channel. Think, yeah. So what the hell? I might be looking for a, uh, maybe a two bedroom. Do you see that? Okay. So do I, well, I definitely see a move. I would say it's definitely after the summer months. August, September, maybe more mm-hmm. September, October is what I'm hearing. Um, and f- somehow it's going to be better for you. I feel I don't know if there could be a job change uh, mm-hmm. that is tied in as well. But yes, I definitely do see the move. It's happening. So yeah, but it's it okay, is that that's... yeah after the summer. Oh. All right, nice. Felicia. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, you're, you're right. It. You're right on. You got a confirmation. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be good for you. It's going to expand. Extend oh, you, you. Expand you out into, yeah, new horizons, new people around. I feel it's. I don't know where you're living now, but I feel it's going to be much more social, much more uh, out and about energy is what I'm hearing. Oh, awesome! I can't yeah. wait. Okay. Take All care. right. Well, thank Bye. you so much. Welcome. Hello and welcome to on air. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Hi, you're welcome. Hi, thank you. This is Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. Um, Hi. I'm very open to meeting, like my husband. I want to have kids and things like that. And Mm -hmm. um, I just want to kind of like make sure I am open and I'm not having like a say a subconscious block. because I, I was meeting uh, unavailable people, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, what, and what do you mean by unavailable people? For example, for example, I went to a party. Say I met like three guys or something like that or maybe two different parties. Say someone I met, I might have spoken to them the next day, <clears throat> but then we didn't go on a date or I didn't, or I didn't hear from them again. And, like, I met another guy, he seemed to – I want somebody that puts energy into being with me. You know what I mean? Like, I like romance. I want to be bold and okay. all of that. I think he was working on something. He was working, and then, so what does that mean? Exactly. He was working. I guess his schedule, it was just like uh, – it, it, he never planned a date. It would be like, oh, I just want to I want to see you. Like, and I'll be like – no, you have to plan a date with me. Like, you're not, oh, I'm working and I'm free this hour. Can I stop by and see you? You know what I mean? I want it. I want romance. Okay. But then let's, then you need to be romantic and magical with yourself because romance is very spontaneous. Here's what I'm going to suggest to all of you. <laughs> don't stop the, don't stop the flow. Okay. Now, people may not years ago I worked with someone and they said, you know, you may not like the cat calls like from construction workers, but it is a flow of energy, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we get little flows of energy. It's just might be texting or it might be just talking on the phone or it might be just meeting someone for a tea or coffee and it doesn't go anywhere. It's still a flow. But when we try to control the flow Mm -hmm. too quickly, like you're not turning into this, you didn't call me back. That's later. It doesn't mean that you have to keep going out with someone, but keep open, keep it light, keep it simple. You know, you can say things like if they want to just come over now, you can say, oh, well, if you want to meet tomorrow for coffee or later, I might be here. And if you text me, if you want to stop by 
Keep it open so it's flowing. What what happens is people start shutting down because what you're saying, Felicia, I get that as a relationship coach and therapist, I, I see this a lot. And it could be, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, it could be, you know, somebody, but I see it, people do it even with friendships. If it mm-hmm. doesn't come in a certain packaging, trust yourself. Your higher self knows what you want. You're going to attract mm-hmm. what you want. But sometimes there's these little steps and they're little like vibrational attunements. It's about keeping yourself open somehow. So right. I, I want to make sure I'm for, open. But I'm saying by you're not by you going into all these requirements, you know, right away. Well, no, you're no, shutting no, down. no, no, no. That was just say one particular guy. Just say other people I may meet, and then I may not hear from them again after I met them. That's fine. Or, That's fine. Right. That's fine. So don't, don't get in your in head. Just don't. Okay. I know, but but you don't get in your head about it. You're shutting down your flow by thinking they're unavailable or bad. Yes. It's a nice little chat. It's like, oh, oh, that cute guy at the market or the health food store, grocery store, and you have a nice chat. Okay, Mm -hmm. nice. Okay, that's a little bump from Mm -hmm. the universe. Okay, or you meet somebody for tea or coffee, that's a little bump, or they're at work. So just keep your flow open. Yeah, get out of your head about what it means or doesn't mean or unavailable or available. You don't know what they're going through, and you don't know why the universe is giving you little steps. It's coming from your source, your God source, your higher self. Just flow with it. Oh, I thought we'd meet. Oh, well, we didn't. Okay, next. Just keep open. That's going to change. Do that for two weeks and then call me back and let me know. Let us know. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Felicia, you take good care. Thanks, Okay, bye-bye. Okay, it's time for our second half of the program, our awakening dialogue. Um, if you didn't get your question answered or reading, I'm here next Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Um, as well. So today for our Awakening Dialogue, we have world-renowned intuitive and best-selling author, Tori Hartman. She's been aware of her gifts since age eight, and after a near-death experience about 25 years ago, she began having encounters with the angels, which actually guided her into the work um, that she's doing now, um, featuring her oracle cards and other ways of supporting others on the path. She is the author of Chakra Oracle Cards Deck and the reference book, uh, The Chakra Oracle Toolkit, and How to Read the Cards for Yourself and Others. Her recent self-empowerment tool for people is the Chakra Wisdom Tarot Deck, which I have, which is fabulous. Hello, Tori. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. Great to connect with you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the program. I, know. I love your deck, by the way. I know. Let's get your readings. And thank you so much. Yay. So great to connect with listening. you. Um, yeah. You were listening? Oh, you were on air? Oh, great, 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 great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I love your deck. I love that you, um, you know, the, I have the wisdom the chakra wisdom tarot deck and I love the, the feminine mm. aspect of it too and the rich colors yeah. and mm. there's so many questions I want to ask you but I want to start with what was your inspiration not just for the deck but the, the images for the deck and what do you hope for people using this deck well it, great question. Um, you know, I don't want to go back into the Sharka Wisdom Oracle because that was a whole long journey. But I would say that the okay. biggest thing that I recognize is that 
with that particular, and, you know, that story is from one of, you know, being self, you know, doing it self-published to selling 10,000 units off my website in two years to, you know, just crazy stuff. And the point is that I've really learned about chakra energy um, as, as, you know, Western capacity. And I want to say Western capacity mm. because it's very, very different the way we use chakra than, you know, people who come ah. and go, it's about the, you know, centering and experts and now you can, get, no, 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 no. We use yeah. it as a magnetizing and manifesting energy. We use it as mind-body connection. Well, people miss on this, and this is the key. Well, people miss in chakra here is that the westernized chakra really started in the 70s in Esalen, in the West Coast. Yeah. It was the actualization movement, colors, the rainbow, mind-body spirit, all of that mm-hmm. really brought the, the chakras, as we know them, to light. So coming from that place, in this particular deck, I actually really love tarot. And I really mm-hmm. loved the messages that I learned from the oracle and from the angels coming and telling me stories. And all of that experience was so beneficial. But my home has really been in the Rider Waite. I love tarot. And ah, astrology I love tarot as well. And it's like, yes, they mm-hmm. weave together. Those are so my two the, things. Yes. Okay. And you'll appreciate this because you're, you know, you, you're obviously into astrology, but one of the things that I, this, this deck, when I was playing one night with a Rider Waite deck, I recognized that there was a rhythm that worked within the Western seven chakra system. And I wondered in that moment if it worked. And so I started to look at the rhythm of one through seven, one through seven, one through seven. And when I looked at it, there's, 14 cards in each of the four suits, like cups and swords. Then there was 22 cards in the major arcana. And the 22nd card is the world. It's the ultimate eighth chakra ascension, right? It's, it's moving right. from this, this out of the earthly necessities into that higher consciousness. So if we go back to the root of what chakra really was about, is it was a deep challenging, difficult, mm. spiritual evolution. It was, a, it was a practice. And people today mm. go, oh, yeah, the chakras. And, and I think people miss the idea that a spiritual discipline means we evolve into the next level of yes. something. So this deck yes. really became that rhythm. Now, as an astrologer yourself, you'll appreciate this, when I started to recognize that the one to seven – and so for those people listening, all of the aces, for example, are the root chakra. But the other thing that happened is, of course, we begin again with the eight, and the eight is the root chakra again. So we know mm. that the, it's going to happen twice, but here's the key with astrology. I looked at it very closely, and I started to recognize that, huh, what if, the actual base seven planets, we know there's more, but the basic seven planets we deal with right. are related in this rhythm. So I took the red cards and I said, well, what if they're sun? They're the sun. They're who you are, right? Then the orange mm. cards, which is second chakra of emotions, what if the second chakra emotions is the moon? What if the third mm. chakra, the 
our fight or flight, our instinct, our, the way we think, what if that is mercury? So I started to look at them. Mm. was our fourth chakra of the heart, matters of the heart. Our fifth yes. chakra, which is how we communicate, Mars. You know, how we get out there in the world, actions we take, what we will and won't manifest. The sixth chakra, our third eye, right, that, of course, is Jupiter, expansion. And then, of course, mm. the seventh chakra, universal sharing of ideas, is Saturn. And the thing that becomes very interesting about this is for me, when I started to look at how these planets and how these energies work together, I started to get a real depth with the tarot that I hadn't seen before. And so you know, as an astrologer, that we are right now in Jupiter retrograde. So as we're recording this, we're in Jupiter retrograde. That means when you pull the sixth chakra card, that's going to have a whole new nuance to a spread. So you as an astrologer are going to be able to pull the cards and look at them not only as, you know, you would a regular tarot deck, but then you're going to look at, oh, I see fifth and sixth chakra right here. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. telling me there's a Mars and there's a Jupiter energy going on on, on top of this reading. Oh, I see? love that. Then we take, right? Yeah. And then we take another layer and put it on top. So those, that's, that's the one aspect. And the other aspect, of course, to me is that the internal beauty and the internal magic of the feminine was so profound in this deck. It is so important that we really yeah. recognize that as women, we are all this level of elegance. And every man in the deck, mm. there's only 18% of the cards have men, every man in the deck is is the man who needs the divine feminine, you see. So it's really, Mm -hmm. that's another thing. And then the third element of this is this is the only deck where the fool herself is in every single one of the fool's journey cards. So we meet her in the fool, but in the magician, she goes to meet the magician and learn the ways of, of, of magic, right? of her emotional mm-hmm. magic, how does she conjure, how does she, you know. Then we go to, and I'm not going to go through each card, but you get the idea that that's second mm-hmm. chakra. So that's also moon. She's learning emotional ways to attract what mm-hmm. she needs. And then, of course, we go mm. to the high priestess. We see her meeting the high priestess. She meets the empress. She meets the emperor. So the idea is that the first seven cards are her mentor cards. She's learning. This next mm-hmm. seven begins the chakra again, and now she's living. She's using what she's learned and how are we applying that. And then the third set is the mastery cards. How are we, how are we really mastering what we need to know? And then, of course, the final card of the ascension, the world, which means we the are world. pulling everything together. So it's a very interesting it's coming all together. Yeah, so those are kind of, if, if I had to say that's the trisecta, that's, so if you know, for example, let's say, you know, you know tarot. Well, if someone knows tarot, they're going to be able to mm-hmm. throw this these cards and go, oh, I know what this means. Then they're going to be able to learn, oh, root chakra, oh, you know, sun sign, oh. But here's the key to that, too. I don't perhaps to know what all those things are in every single moment, meaning there may be somebody who really knows chakra, who's an expert, right? They're like the top, top mm-hmm. diggity bomb expert, right? 
And they're going to be able to look at this and go, well, that chakra is so much more than what she's saying. Right on. Now you'll be able to read the cards through chakra, and it's amazing yeah. how they just line up. And I had someone so where they're chakra. where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you know astrology, you can literally, and if you look in the booklet, you'll notice that the major arcana, check this out, even has, like, in the, in the three orange cards, it has three phases of the moon. It has the new moon. It has waning or waxing, so that'll tell you where you are with your manifesting. And it also has the full moon. So each of those, the first card in the major arcana that's, that is, um, that's the moon, the second chakra, that is going to be the new moon, which, of course, she's learning new skills. She's learning the, yeah. the ways of the world. So you could see how when she goes to the second orange card, now it's a waning or waxing. And the question is, are you moving into your skill or are you moving away from it? Mm. So there are, other, there are other applications. And as an astrologer, you can bring a lot more richness to it because you know the planets, you know. And, and yeah, the planets, right. Right? So what I love is you mentioned Scorpio, and I, I heard you said, I, I don't know if you said moon in Scorpio, or I don't, you know, I didn't Full catch moon, all yeah. of it. But what I was saying is, like, I was thinking, wow, that's really cool, because you can read this deck, and you can recognize that originally Scorpio was ruled by Mars, right? And then it was yes, reassigned. But if we look at that, and that's a fifth chakra card, now let's just say, for example, you've got, a, you know, something in retrograde in Scorpio going on, then you can look at that in the fifth chakra and go, okay, there's something that's getting redone here. Mm-hmm. So you can really go deeper with your knowledge of astrology. Love that. And I love because um, I've used tarot as well for many years, and I love mm-hmm. the updating because I always say since we grow or change, there needs to be keeping the basics, the foundation, but updating right. or up-leveling, which I feel you've definitely done. It's like it's current. You know, I could relate to the current trends or what's happening or how can I update or up-level the interpretation, I guess. Now, one thing I want to ask you, and we have somebody in the chat already interested. Now, we're, they're available on the Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And also on your – okay, Sue. Yeah, Amazon. Barnes and Noble and – yeah, there's a you can literally you can literally Google it, and I just found out it's at Walmart. I mean, it's everywhere right now. So. Oh, good, 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 good. Now, let me ask you because you talk. I love what you were saying about this that there's seven and then seven because kind of right. what it's giving me, which makes sense, but I've never really heard mm-hmm. it, you know, positioned this way because it is mm-hmm. all energy. It's response, you know, the the tarot, the astrology. It's all sure. re- relating this energy, and which is what chakras are you know, mm-hmm. energies, wheels. So would the fifth, if we're looking at the tarot, would the, let's say the hierophant, would that be corresponding to the fifth chakra then? Uh, let me make sure, because I'm pretty sure the hierophant, because uh, fool is zero, I'm pretty sure the hierophant oh, is, to... yeah, he's going to be sixth chakra, because we count the fool. Oh, you're adding the zero. Uh, okay. Even yeah, though she's cool. zero, we've, we've, and she is zero, so the Hierophant is the fifth, you know, it is the fifth card, but it's the sixth chakra, which, okay. you know, if you look at that card, um, and by the way, in the booklet, if you look at it, and just for people knowing, every card has a title. So like the Hierophant says, the fool seeks 
spiritual knowledge. And like the emperor right before, it says the fool learns of unspoken energy. So each of the uh-huh. each of the travel in the major arcana, you start to see what she's there to learn. And each one, for example, you just mentioned the Hierophant. So if you're talking about where am I in terms of love, in terms of creating, and we look at that Hierophant, at the bottom it says next steps. Returning from the world of mysticism, the fool will encounter the lovers. Is it a dream, reality, or the dreams she will create? So we get to see here what that next chakra card is going to tell us. Like, what is that next thing? So I think because chakra are, if we look at it as everything's connected, right, but we, the chakra in particular is a wheel, and it's a continuum. So in a funny way, we can't really take it out of context. We have to look at the chakra as, well, if you're talking about the sixth chakra, you have to look at the fifth and the seventh. Where were you right before and where are you going? Mm, yes. So, Which I find get, is so powerful with the, ter- right? Mm. You get a fuller picture if you're looking before and after, mm. not just in, right? Is that what you're suggesting? Right, because because then what you can do too, let's say you pull some cards and you can also look at what's missing. You know, you can have a full mm. spread and go, oh, that's interesting. There's no second chakra here. So mm-hmm. you can either say that, they're already in tune emotionally or they may not even be aware of how they feel about something. So sometimes right. if we're just, and I like to say it's like layering, you know, in, in the old days, um, in the old days, we, they used to layer perfume, mm-hmm. remember? We sprayed That's it, right. yeah. we used the soap, we used that. So what begins yeah. to happen is that the message can get clearer and clearer and clearer. And we can look at so many aspects of it that what happens is that we give the message and the real key is that this is about intuitive interpretation. This is about, this really is for people who want to, um, who want to also learn some of these skills, you know, some of the different ideas. And you can, right. you know, you really can. And because you know so many things about the, you know, these, these uh, different energies, because I love that. You're going to be able oh, to yeah. pick this up Love and go, Oh yeah, I get this. I get this. Yeah. Now we need some clarification in the chat because okay, now Crystal Bowles Gretna just ordered yours. She's excited. She just ordered. Um, someone Denise is saying she has another one. Okay, there, there's a larger book, Oracle cards. So there's Wisdom cards mm-hmm. or Wisdom Oracle cards. What yeah. is the difference? Because we're talking about the Chakra mm-hmm. Wisdom Tarot deck. Right. I want to see which one deck. she has. The she deck. has the okay. original. She has the original chakra wisdom oracle deck. That was the one with the original okay. fables of the angels that came through. She might also have, and what you were when you um, announced, she might have the. And I'm sorry to talk about you like you're not there, but but you might have like the the uh, tarot. Excuse me, the um, toolkit, which is the year long journey with the fables, the original fables oh, that were just made okay. into. In the deck, in the Chakra Wisdom Oracle deck, there's just little legends, which kind of is, believe it or not, I had to keep them under, I think it was under 75 words or something. So we had to just, it was a mini description of the fable. So the toolkit, the full book, is the original fables, and it's a year-long journey with it. And then the how to read the cards for yourself and others. In a funny way, I think that's 
this is my personal opinion. I think that is the that is the best the best book. It it was the hardest book for me to write, but it's the best book because it, mm. although I use the chakras and oracle as the basis of it, I have to tell you mm-hmm. the exercises in it, the the study. Um, when I teach people how to read that deck, I use those techniques, and they just apply to everything. So in a funny way, I wish I had just said, you know, how to read the cards for yourself and others. We're all decks. But, you know, yeah. it goes very deep into the chakra. It goes very deep into aspects and all of that. You know, like when we talk about astrology, we talk about conjunctions or opposition. or yeah. Know. So those are the kinds of things that, you know, um, that you would look at with with uh, okay. you know with the with the chakra as well. So really, to have all of them, Denise in the chat says has all of them, has the whole thing. It's amazing. Okay, that's great to know, Denise. Yeah. So the, the what we're talking about, chakra wisdom tarot deck. You're it's combining deck. that. What mm-hmm. new deck? What is a good way um, for some of the people now, I mean, obviously just jumping in and playing around, but a very empowering way that people can start, especially perhaps they're not as familiar with the tarot or chakra? Well, you know, if, and this is, a, this is a great, actually, that's, that's a great question. Actually, nobody has asked mm-hmm. that, which I'm really happy you're asking. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. People are new to it, you know. Yeah. Well, that the thing is, sometimes um, the what happens is you get very experienced um, esoteric. You know how that is, like people, yeah, or spiritual, yes. and people forget yeah. that. You know, when we get these decks, we look at them and go, "I love it, I love it, I love." What do I do? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> how does this exactly. Work? So. Yeah. What I did, and I think this is the real key, if you go to, in the booklet, and I will just walk people through, but in the booklet with this deck, it's the uh, guidebook for the Shocker Wisdom Carol. It starts on page 100, and I promise you it is the tiniest print in, in the world. So, you know, just so everybody knows, I already know. Because I had somebody say, I can't really read it. I go, well, welcome to the club. You know, they make this response for people who are, you know, that's like you know, 10 10 vision okay so yeah. the here in the back of the book like all tarot decks you'll see some layouts now there's four layouts that i've used and the first one is centering yourself to read for others i find that to be a really great spread because one of the things that happens is we forget that we're reading for another person if we're reading for someone else, right? If we're going to be reading you know, right. for anybody else. So what happens is there's three, there's three spots here. The first one is what chakra is your brain telling you to focus on? The second one, what chakra mm. are you really centered in? This is about you, the reader. And then the third is the chakra that will be the highest vibration for the reading. So when you pull three cards, you're going to only, mm-hmm. you're going to begin with looking at just the chakra. And the reason for that mm-hmm. is, and I found this to be very helpful when you're doing a lot of clients, you know, when I say doing a lot of clients, you have a lot of clients right. coming in and out and you're reading, you know. One of the things that helps is to really refocus and realign. So just to give you an example, I just pulled three cards randomly and not to get into what they are, but just the chakra. Two six chakra card, one seven chakra card. Well, that's a slam dunk for me in talking mm. to you because it's telling me you and I are going to be 
you know, we're going to be focusing on in, in Six of Cups, nostalgia, but also yeah. a new nostalgia, a new way of memorizing, Ooh. a new way of remembering our lives, which is what you do. And then um, what chakra you're really centered in, yet again, we've got the, excuse me, six chakras. So we know we're dealing with family dynamics, with issues from the past, our intuition. And then, of course, the chakra that will be the highest vibration for the reading, seventh chakra. Now, when I say that to everybody and when I say that to you, I want everybody to get the seventh chakra is, if we look at it just kind of in this, in this deck, and we just say, okay, purple, it is universal consciousness. It is mm. also the idea of really getting that not everybody's going to know what you know. And so sometimes when I see the seventh chakra, it can be that the person is not really connected to the issues that may be going on around them. And why do I say that? Well, the seventh chakra is we don't yeah, have it's not grounded. It's out in Oh, right. right? So when I look at the death card, because it's the death, seventh chakra, but let's let's take that one step further. Now we're looking at the death card. Well, what that means for everybody is the death card says you're in betwixt between. You're walking away from the old self and into a new self. You're not going to really have a sense of where you're supposed to be right now. That's right. And by the way, by the way, Tori, one of the callers, I think before you were on, said that. Two of them, they were in between. Like one of them said, I think it was Kate, I've left some friends, I'm in between, I don't really know. Right. So that's being reflected by that death card is what you're saying. Exactly. And so when we look at these three, what we're doing right now is you and I are saying, okay, we know this is where the callers are right now because you and I are reading. So we would pull these cards to kind of get a sense of, okay, what's going on with our peeps? Now, because mm-hmm. we pulled this, it also has, I would say, in, in it the idea of, okay, but what's, what's that solution? Well, for you and I, we both know sixth chakra, right? That, that means Jupiter. <laughs> this is a lot of expansion, and it's a lot of things that they passed up in the past may be coming back. Let me explain why. The Six of Cups, okay. right side up, the Sun card reversed. And reversal tells me the Sun is a great card. And by the way, this is very mm. interesting. Reversals in this deck operate as retrograde planets. I like so, that. Because you're still working with the energy. You're not necessarily in its right. block, which I like that. Yeah. Right. So you're with it. You see, you're kind of like, if you're with the energy and you know right now, as we're recording this, that Jupiter is retrograde and you've got a retrograde sun, which is sixth chakra, that tells me that what people are doing right now is they're, they're waiting for opportunities to come back and they are coming back because if we look at the nostalgia card, again, sixth chakra, they may not have known enough. They may not have had enough wisdom to take up the opportunity in the past, but they do now. Oh, I love that, Tori. Wow. Right? Because Jupiter is expanding around them, and, of course, in a retrograde, it's coming back, and it's lucky. And now Mm -hmm. let's look at that just chakra, that that third card is telling me all about the people that that are listening. They're in Saturn right now. This is... And by the way, I love Saturn. I'm probably one of the three people that love it. Because you see, Saturn, if you do your work, you get rewarded. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and Saturn uh, by the way, I do you... like Saturn as well. Structure, right. form, yep. right? Gives you the due diligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, go on. What were you... And remember right now, Saturn is is in its natal sign for a couple of years, right? So we know if we know astrology, we know that Saturn's a Capricorn. And when we look at this and we look at the death card, because that's the card, you have to walk away from stuff. You have to let go right. of the old idea. And Saturn will force mm. you to let go. It doesn't have to be the tower card because the tower card is is a forced letting go based on maybe some poor decisions in the past. This is a forced letting mm-hmm. go because Saturn is saying you can't carry this for where you're going because it's that higher mm. consciousness. In order for you to operate at the next level, you can't, you can't live in this place anymore. Mm-hmm. So makes this sense. to me is really, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I love the empowerment of that. And that's why I said your self-empowerment tools, because this to me, what, with this deck, um, and those of you that are just joining us, we're talking about the Chakra Wisdom Tarot deck, and we have the author, Tori Hartman, with us right now, giving us some great insight and information. To me, this is also helping work with the energy or energies represented by the cards, because that's what right, the right. archetypal energies. So right. for me, how you're breaking it down gives this added dimension of now mm-hmm. – not only the predictive, why are things coming back? You know, that sun reverses as a six of cups. That, mm-hmm. That's also now from the energy of the chakras. It's also giving me the reason, well, this is coming around again. And what you said, the wisdom. Now, how did you get that? Because you said maybe mm-hmm. last time you didn't have the wisdom, but now you do. So this opportunity or situation or person is coming back around. Perfect question, and this is what I'm going to say to everybody. You know, sometimes and when we look at the Six of Cups, that's nostalgia. That, And by the way, mm-hmm. this card is actually one of my favorite cards. And if you look at that card, I don't know if you can pull it out and look at it. One of the things I want to say yeah. to, all of the, to all of the folks listening is that this card is the only card that almost doesn't look like it belongs in the deck. Because mm-hmm. for me, she is the magnetizer. Now, there's a big difference mm. between magnetizing and manifesting. Manifesting is a masculine energy. Manifesting is the is the thing we all talk about. Oh, I want to manifest. But at the yeah. end of the day, women magnetize. So she's yeah. the magnetizer. Now, here's the thing. That's also nostalgia in the tarot. So if you if at one time, you, you know, people said, oh, I had, I've had the love of my life. Well, if you knew how to magnetize it then, why can't you do it again better? Because you may not have been able to be with that person. Mm. You, may have, you may have not been the right person for that person. See, mm-hmm. we make meaning of something, but yet when the card tells me, yeah, I see that you had an opportunity that you didn't take, and there could be nostalgia or memories. There could even be sadness around it. Because when I see that Saturn mm-hmm. on the other side, it could be, but I, but I have to, what? Yeah, you have to give him up to find the right one. <laughs> so, mm, you know, love that. Then when we look, right? Then when we look at the sun yeah. reversed, and by the way, I want to say this to everybody. What opposes, exposes. So what do I mean? When a planet, right, when you have an opposition going on, it exposes the other side. So, for example, Mm -hmm. first house in in astrology is always going to highlight the seventh house. 
it, it, it has to, right? Because it's going to expose right. perhaps what's missing. So when I see a reversal, which is exposing what's missing, then I can look at this card and go, oh, I get that. That really tells mm-hmm. me the sun. And by the way, she is, if we look at the sun card and then you compare it I love to that card, the, by the chariot. Way. That's one of my favorites. Mm. If you compare it to the chariot in the deck, you can actually see how the fool herself didn't in the chariot. She wasn't able to really see what she was what she was magnetizing. She didn't know the power mm-hmm. she had, but in the sun she does mm. because she's now facing oh. the chariot and the chariot is coming back. So it's that a revisitation of what you may have as a woman turned away from so it is a decidedly feminine deck and it's really interesting i've heard a couple uh people say well it's decidedly feminine as if like as if not including men is like terrible i mean here's the thing i love men i don't have any problem with putting men in the deck and you know but but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day that's just what this deck is and i often say to people well if you don't like it make your own yeah right like, but I think, too, for where we're at of integrating more of the feminine, I think it gives, because I, as well, I learned on the right away when the thoughts, the, I love those two decks, they're amazing. The um, Lorig I have also, but so many decks. But the thing is, they are based more in patriarchy, and that is a part of our, yeah, in our collective unconscious. It's our culture. But yeah. we are, mm-hmm. it's our culture, but we are shifting, so I do feel the thing, too, with yours that I do love, Tori, even though, yeah, it, it's tapping more into the feminine aspect, which I'm not saying female. Some of it is female, but definitely feminine. It's also yeah. more current, but, but not in an overly, not in a culture pop way, but in a more current yeah. way. I, don't, I hope that makes sense. And that yeah, I find I very, think, very beneficial. And I want to say to the listeners as well, it's one of the things that I think becomes, you know, important in this kind of thing is that, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, diversity and inclusion, right? And mm-hmm. so sometimes you're going to see, like in this deck, you know, because somebody said, well, it's not very diverse. And I said, but it's extremely diverse because it's including yeah, very. the feminine energy, which has not been included. So what people right. are trying to do with yes. diversity is only look at skin say. color. And what I try to say yes. to people is it's about including everyone. It's not about yes. that because if we, no. if we say, oh, it's, this is diversity, we're losing the point of diversity yeah. means everyone's voice matters and everyone's included. Now, yes. sometimes that's a physical thing. Sometimes, you know, I want to know who people are. I don't really care what the color of your skin mm-hmm. is. I, I care more about do you have character, you know, are you, are you a good person? And I think that's what this is about for me yeah. is being that fully evolved personal feminine energy, which is, I feel, very important. And, and this, to yeah. me, is, is, is the lesson of, you know, and, and, and the, the thing I want to say about that, which I think you'll really get, is I often say to people, listen, the, the, key, the key to all of this is that your wounding, your greatest pain, is your purpose. And if mm. you cannot embrace it at a level that's going to help you ascend, you will always descend and default into a meaning that is not truly mm. who you are. And 
Right. You know, for me, that's what I learned in the Chakra Wisdom Oracle deck. And that really taught me a tremendous amount. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense. But the, you, well, that's right. You know, yeah, it does. Now, we yeah. did have a question from Dee Dee in the chat. Sun is often seen as masculine, right? Feminine works for me also. Can it be both? So that's a good question. Because we do meaning, think of moon. Yeah, we look oh, at – which. The sun sign? Yeah, sun is ma- – well, the sun card, the sun is masculine, and the – Oh, the sun lunar, card. Okay, lunar. got it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, sure, because we see it with the babe, you know, the, the babe on the horse, right, fresh and new. But in this case, mm-hmm. it's, it's not. It's not the babe. It, it's actually yeah. a fully evolved woman who is drawing to her in her life what she truly desires. So it's a yeah, very different, a you know, that it's the, the, the entire, the entire card deck. And when you look at the fool's journey, and I'm glad you asked that one of the things that, that is happening in that journey is it is the feminine fool's journey. So she's in every yeah. single card. So even the, the hanged, the hanged man is the hanged woman actually. And yeah, I love that. I, when I done. saw that, I went, no, it's never been. And then Monopoly in the chat is saying, I think of the sun as both because the sun is fusion, fire and water. Well, I like that. Yeah, and that's fantastic. I love that idea. And here's the thing that I, I'm really enjoying about you know, the comments that people are making is that it is what you see. And this is what, when yeah. I teach what I say, the most important part of any deck is you because when I I was teaching uh, the advanced the mastery class and one day somebody said you know sometimes I just I just don't you know I don't get it and I said well what you're not getting is that you are the reading it is coming through you and so the truth is you can't pretend to be someone you're not like you know, mm. I'm irascible and impossible, and, you know, I, you know, irascible meaning I, I, I'm quick to anger. <laughs> I'm also sad, but mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these, this is who I am. So people that come to me, um, and when I do readings, they know I'm going to be fierce about protecting mm-hmm. their voice and their, their rights. And so there's an energy. Those are the people who come to me. I'm never going to get the clients that go to certain certain readers, you see, I, you know, when I get people who call me up and they're crying and they go, does he love me? I'm like, oh, honey, it doesn't matter <laughs> because you're yeah, miserable. Yeah. And what's important is yeah. you get therapy because, you see, it, it doesn't matter what he does because that, that's the pattern. And so I love the fire, the idea mm-hmm. of the fire and the uh, coming into the sun because when we look at that, when we look at the idea that the feminine, she is able to withstand tremendous heat. Tremendous. Mm. So mm-hmm. she's able to magnetize. See, feminine energy magnetizes. We attract it. And mm-hmm. masculine energy, you know, pushes through. So, yeah, the sun pushes can burn through. you, but it also can warm you. And more look at how protective women are. And we are very protective. We're completely related through relate. We're completely connected through relationships. You know, there's going to be no other way we really relate. It's 
just yeah, you know, that's our primary. Boils down to that. I love this piece too, and then we got it. We're going over, but I oh, loving this conversation, Tori. Um, I yeah, love what you too. said because, in essence, you're saying people have to insert themselves in the in the um, in the reading because they are it's coming through them, so they're going to see it a certain way or apply. I think that's really important because how you yeah. read and see it is going to be slightly different, and perhaps it's about em- embracing that. That's you know, it makes oh, yeah. it unique to you, right? And one thing I want to say about that, I, one of the things I often teach people is that, you know, we have to, because everybody gets to that, and you know this, everybody listening will know this too. You know when you get to that point when you're doing a reading and you, like, completely forget where you are and you don't know what to mm-hmm. say, new readers will panic. And they'll, they'll mm-hmm. flip into the advice and they'll start giving advice. Well, there's a big difference mm. between being a part of the yeah. reading and giving advice. So what I say to people is the way you come back, and this is one of the best, this is the juiciest part I'll give you, the way you come back to the reading in authenticity is you recognize that you've lost it for a moment. It's like the Internet going down. And mm-hmm. I'll often, you know, sometimes I'll just say to my client, give me a moment. I just, I just kind of have to reassess where I am. And I'll just sit there for a moment, and sometimes it's just, what will come up, like I had this happen recently, it was tremendous fear. And I went, I don't feel fear. And then I looked at the client and I said, are you feeling like a huge fear? She said, yes, I am. Mm. So mm. from there, my internet went back up and I was able to continue where I, from where we were. Because what happens is the minute, if I had sat there and went, I don't know why I feel fear, that's not me, and I just went on, mm-hmm. I would be going into my brain. And yeah. And you're abandoning out of the intuition. My intuition. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, Tori, so, you're, thank I you. love having you on the program. You're Ooh. welcome back anytime. I love your um, the deck, the Chakra Wisdom Tarot deck. Amazing, amazing concept. And thanks for being here on Awakenings. Oh gosh, you're fantastic. What a what a great honor to to get to chat to you. And I actually at this recording, I'm heading off to London for two weeks to do oh. a tour. But when I come back, I'd love to reconnect and let's, let's play and do readings and, you know, I'd love to do that. Yes, do more. Yeah, we'll connect and come back on to and play and share some more. be great. Have a great time, mm-hmm. too, in London. One of my, one of my favorite <laughs> places. Ah. I don't want to Talk say to you later. come on my YouTube. You'll come on my YouTube channel. Oh, we'll, do, we'll do a okay. YouTube thing because it's really fun yeah, um, as well. It. So it's really fun to do that kind of stuff. So there you go. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, let me know when you get back. I'd definitely love to um, dive in with you. Okay, talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. All right, everyone. That was Tori Hartman. Um, You can find out more information by going to ToriHartman.com, T-O-R-I-H-A-R-T-M-A-N.com. And we're talking about a lot of our books, but we're really diving in cards, but we're really diving into the Chakra Wisdom Tarot deck. I have the deck and I do love it. It's fun system. And read, listen to this, you guys, because um, I love what she was explaining. And I think whether you're, you know, I've been reading for what, 25 plus years and I learned some stuff today. So I'm, I'm going to re-listen as a matter of fact. But I think she gave us some really good tools to kind of open up your readings, whether you're doing it for yourself, for your own self-development, empowerment, healing, or reading for someone else. I think just to take some of that basics is really going to 
blow open your reading. So anyway, try it. Let me know next time or connect with me on my social or on YouTube and let me know how you're doing with the readings, those of you that already got the deck um, or getting the deck. Let me know how you're liking it. Um, also, uh, connect with me, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. That's for all things awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, email questions, things you want me to talk about or answer on air. Um, if you want to get on the list for the monthly and weekly soul insights, soul path happenings, you want to keep up to what's going on, just email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And also, I do have a workshop coming, a teleworkshop coming up this Saturday. May 18th. If you want to find out more about it, you can go to eventbrite.com or you can go to Soul Path or Soul, uh, the Soul Path Happenings on soulplayground.life. All right, everyone, lots of love and light. Talk to you later. See you when I see you. Until then, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. I'm Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.